Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Jed May. We'll be joined by Trent Smallwood just a little bit later. But, guys, it is unbelievably busy on, on, in, on this Monday. The transfer portal is nuts. I mean, everything is going absolutely crazy on here. So, uh, Jed, you know, first, how are you doing, man? And uh, make sure everybody in here is telling us where you're watching from and all that. But, Jed, you've already been all over the place, I think, this past week. Uh, today, maybe even going different places. And it is, uh, it's off to a roaring start this Monday. Yeah, we're, we're interviewing kids in person over the phone through DM. Um, like you mentioned, there's transfer portal stuff. And, and, you know, the funny thing is there's so much going on with the transfer portal the last few days and obviously today being open. There's regular old good old fashioned high school recruiting that's still going on, too. So um, Georgia obviously flipped uh, Jamal Merriweather from UCF today. Um, they landed Samuel and Pimba. Samuel and Pimba committed yesterday about probably, what, 27 hours ago. And it feels like it yeah. was three weeks ago. And it, this is a five star guy that's already been watched in the news cycle. So. Like you said, just a crazy, crazy um, busy time. And obviously the on the field, Georgia's, you know, heading to the playoff and everything, but off the field, it's 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 busier than ever. Absolutely. So we got Paul Duringer in here from San Antonio. We got Jason Hildreth from Beaufort, South Carolina, Troy, Alabama in the in the house from Alan Riles. We got Marcus Gamu in here from Marin County, California. Lots of people. Barrett Barton from Tybee Island. Uh, who else we had in here? We had somebody, I think, Brad, Brad Pitt from Dahlonega. So I uh, appreciate all of you guys tuning in right now. This is UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts presented by Turner Wooden Smith Insurance in cooperation with Auto Owners Insurance. Guys, just like Georgia goes out of their way to give you Georgia fans the very best product on the field and to bring in the top recruits, Turner Wooden Smith goes out of their way to give you the best the best insurance customer service available out there. Uh, they've been great to me and my family. Call them up anytime there's a problem. Uh, Trey Wood and his team over there, they handle it no problem. They've got great policy providers like auto owners, uh, life, home, car, business. I've got uh, stuff with them and uh, insured with them, and they always do a great job providing policies for us. So check out both of them. Their websites are in the description. Also, while you're in here, 32,000 subscribers and counting, Jed, we have on the channel here. It is growing because the Georgia faithful love the content that's being put out, and we appreciate you guys uh, you know, frequenting the channel. So if you don't already, hit that subscribe button. It's free, and uh, turn on notifications. But, Jed... I think this transfer portal thing is where we're going to have to have to start a little bit because everybody's kind of wondering, you know, who are some names that Georgia may go after very, you know, famously this year, Kirby smart looked into the camera after that Tennessee game and said, took zero guys out of the portal because he didn't feel it. This team needed it. Uh, I think there'll be some more needs that will have to be addressed through the portal going into the 2023 season. Yeah. And, and just because, Kirby Smart didn't take anybody from the portal doesn't mean he didn't try. I mean, sometimes you, it's same as recruiting. Sometimes you just lose on guys. So, um, Blaine, you mentioned – But he's not going to tell you that. He's not going <laughs> to tell me that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's – it's that's that's just – it's how it goes. But when you look at uh, – and Anthony Dasher and our whole team today has been putting together this list. I think you look at the top of the list, you've got Ra Ra Thomas from Mississippi State. 
remember him from Georgia playing Mississippi State because how are you going to forget a name like Ra Ra Thomas? Um, he's, he's 6'2", 205 pounds, pretty prototypical receiver size. He had 44 receptions for 626 yards and seven touchdowns for Mississippi State this year. Obviously, it's, they run a little bit, little bit of a different offense um, than Georgia does with Mike Leach in the air raid, but that would be a huge boost for the receiving core there. And, and, and it's interesting because I saw somebody playing on the board saying Ra Ra Thomas isn't the hope necessarily a receiver just not in the sense that he's not a good player but people wanted a difference maker and you know a, a jordan addison type but if portal exactly that's a that was a very rare situation when you've got a belitnikoff award winner with two years of eligibility left going yeah. in the portal so i think rara thomas is a great player he would be a great addition to the team and um we, we, we've heard a lot about him today. He's been tweeting offers throughout the day. Georgia, the Georgia offer went up on his Twitter about an hour or so ago. So um, we'll see if Georgia gets him on campus and all that kind of stuff. Then this thing could really um, start snowballing. But I think he's the guy, and Blaine, I think you'd agree, that is, um, you know, the farthest down the line, I guess you'd say at this point. Not that anything's imminent necessarily, but just the guy that there, there's mutual interest there. And that's a guy Georgia's really kind of honed in on honed in on today yeah for sure i think another name that you're going to see out there of course is uh dre mccreary we've we've even heard that he may be you know lining up a, a visit he's from uh he's from austin p explosive player um jed so you know we we've heard heard that as well uh nate mccullum has been floated out from georgia tech so there, there's lots of guys at receiver i think other uh, areas need to look at Georgia will probably want to address defensive back maybe bring bring a defensive back in uh, via the via the portal you could look at a, a difference maker at outside linebacker and potentially even if it's the right fit on the on the offensive line uh, you know because Jed it seems like with the season that Broderick Jones is having and then of course the the great career that Warren McClendon has had that Georgia will be, you know, looking to add a little bit of depth at tackle, which they did uh, through through the high school ranks today. And we can talk about the commitment of uh, Jamal Merriweather um, this this evening. But, uh, you know, those positions, I think, obviously, are, are the main ones that Georgia will want to address in this in this offseason through the portal. Yeah, and talk about offensive line. I saw someone make a good point today. Everyone talks about Ernest Green as the guy from last year's class that, that's ready to contribute. He had back surgery. Like anytime yeah. you start messing around with the back and surgery, that that's a that's a big deal. I'm not saying his football career is over, but you, those are there's a lot of variables involved in that as far as when he might be back practicing and things like that. So definitely an offensive line target, maybe whether it's a depth guy or a guy you bring in to start. I'm curious about outside linebacker because you lose two guys who have been in the program forever. It seems like a Nolan Smith and Robert Beal. You could have a guy transfer out of that room as well. Um, possibly just because you never know nowadays. So, I mean, the the room there is going to be awfully, not even necessarily thin in terms of numbers, with especially with the freshman class coming in, but low on on game experience, especially in the in the rugged SEC. So, definitely a guy that could fill a role there. I saw there was, and I haven't heard anything on this front necessarily, but there was a kid from Indiana who who had a, a strong freshman year at McCullough, I believe is his last name. Um, could they kick the tires there? Maybe just a, a guy who has experience. McCullum, experience. But McCullough. <laughs> McCullough, yes. Big, yeah. big difference there. So I don't know. There's, there's, I mean, it's like you mentioned right fit. I think 
they could add somebody at just about any position, honestly, if if the staff feels it's the right fit. But um, looking at the roster right now and who is projected to leave and everything, I think those position groups you mentioned are um, probably the ones we're going to see. I do know this. The policy at University of Georgia is that they're not going to take someone unless they feel like they could be a day one starter. Like, you know, like they're, they're not taking someone to the portal to be like a depth piece. They, they're, they're taking people that they feel are going to be difference makers. And also, to your point, Jed, are going to be fits for the culture of that, that Kirby Smart and Georgia uh, have, have built to this point. Because, you know, that is one thing that I think we're seeing throughout all this is that culture matters. And, and you even see programs go look if you go to portal.rivals.com and look at and filter by original school to Alabama there is a laundry list of crimson tide players even Jojo Earl uh Christian Leary two of their top receivers over there in the in the portal uh Tommy Brockmeyer is is uh, was a coveted offensive line prospect he's in the portal uh Javian Cohen starting guard for Alabama in the portal um, so I think this is a this is a big thing for Kirby Smart is not only to to address some needs, but as you as you pointed out, keep that culture and that that connection piece that he talks about and espouses all the time in the uh, press conferences. Keep that intact, Jed. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 so funny how this transfer portal stuff. So much of it ties back into the the world of high school recruiting as well. We've talked about you know Georgia and NIL. Georgia's not going to be throwing NIL out and, and you know, they're going to preach development and, and NFL checks have more zeros. It's the same thing in the transfer portal. They're not going to, like you said, they're going to stick to that culture and the fits. And if they think you're a really talented guy and you don't fit the culture, then Georgia's not going to pursue you. And that's, you know, that's how Kirby Smart has, has built this program over seven years here. And looking at it, you won national championship or you're within one play of another and you're, you're two wins away in games that you're probably going to be favored in both of them uh, from from back to back. So uh, clearly something's working. Kirby's got the formula and he's sticking to it. So it's going to be really interesting to see what guys end up, what guys they identify both as culture fits and fits on the field as well. Absolutely. And, and you, we did mention there was, uh, before we get to questions and stuff, there were some commitments over this weekend, uh, you know, or if you count today as well, Sunday and Monday, um, of course, Samuel and Pimba, the five-star uh, from IMG Academy, originally from the St. Louis area. Jed, you put out a tweet about it. This was really uh, a feather in the cap to start off the kind of culminate year one for uh, Chidera Uzo Deribe as outside linebacker coach for Georgia because this was a huge, massive get uh, in Samuel and Pimba. Yeah, and let's and I mentioned this on the board as well. Let's flash back to February when everyone's asking questions. Oh, the Samuel and Pimba kid, he's starting to randomly tweet go dogs every now and then. And he, he's tweeting out graphics George sends him. Is he a target? And like since day one, uh, we talked a lot about Tyler Williams, literally offered on day one for Brian for Brian McClendon. Uzo or um Sam and Pimba was the same kind of thing for Chidera Uzo Dariba. He's been targeted from day one. The work that Uzo Deribe did in making up ground on some of these other schools who um, were favorites for Uzo. I mean, when when Mpimba got on Georgia's radar, Notre Dame was a school that was huge. And now Georgia has has blown them out of the water. So um, incredible work by Uzo Deribe. And there's still now all the uh, all the chips are kind of pushed into the middle of the table here as they look to close with Damon Wilson. And if, if Georgia gets Damon Wilson, which I think at the moment, Blaine, they're, they're – 
the the pendulum's kind of swung back towards Georgia side Georgia side a little bit. It, it's isn't an incredible. It ironic, play, but, isn't it yeah. ironic that Ohio State and Georgia are going to be going head to head in the Peach Bowl when they're already seem to be going head to head for so many prospects even even someone who Georgia's gotten in on lately like Mateo Uungalele which you know that may be complicated now with uh, his brother DJ having gone in the transfer portal but uh you know there's several guys that even at one point it seemed like it was a Georgia Ohio State race for Caleb Downs at one point before he ended up uh, committing to to Alabama so there's there's a lot of uh, Georgia Ohio State overlap of course the whole Justin Field saga and all that kind of stuff I mean it's a uh, it, it's very interesting that these two teams are, are going to play each other. But, yeah, I think uh, Samuel and Pimba is going to turn into, you know, a a recruiter and obviously try to try to go after Damon Wilson and be like, hey, man, we could be bookends over there on the defensive front and really cause some havoc. Yeah, and it's – I mean, you throw Gabe Harris in that mix as well. I mean, it's it's – it's incredible when you add that with Jalen Walker who's been playing outside, Michael Williams. I mean, that's the it's been hit really hard with attrition these last couple of years. So, um, I mean, Damon Wilson, all the talk over the summer of, well, is Georgia going to get a five star? Are they not? Wilson and a Pimba are both five stars. Wilson got his fifth star today. So, bringing in two five star edge rushers to go along with what they got last year is that that that's how you rebuild a that's how you rebuild a room in the span of two cycles is bringing in you know, four or five stars when you count Michael Williams and Marvin Jones last year. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, we've got a bunch of questions to get to here. We do want to address, though, as as we pointed out, offensive tackle-wise, uh, Georgia flipped a offensive tackle from Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, he was committed to Central Florida. His name is Jamal Merriweather, six foot seven, two hundred and eighty pounds. Jed and uh, very covertly, Todd Munkin and Stacy Searles went down and visited Mister uh, Merriweather. Uh, I don't think that many people wanted that one to 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 leak out there. But uh, we we knew this was uh, we knew this was in the works. We didn't know it was in the works this quickly, Jed. Yeah, and in speaking with some coaches from uh, Brownsburg High School down there, it sounds like. Basically, the Georgia coaches showed up and they had a conversation with Merriweather, and he was like, "I'm in." Like, let, let let's do it. And like you said, Blaine, it was last night, so this all happened in about 24 hours. And and he handled called Central Florida and said, "You know, hey, this is this is what's going to happen." But um, that's big. And his frame is, I think, similar, I guess, to Bo Hewley's. You know, he's checking in under 300 pounds. The Monroe Freelings as well. So. I guess that's a concerted effort by Stacy Serials, kind of bringing these longer leaner guys and obviously you can get a year in the strength and conditioning program to bulk up a little bit um but we'll see i mean it's it's definitely a guy that's that kind of came out of left field at least coming into the weekend we hadn't heard a lot about him but um we mentioned this on the board for all the you stargazers and and everyone <laughs> like that georgia doesn't throw scholarships out there for for nothing it might work out or it might not i i, I don't know i can't tell the future um, I can't read the stars better than anybody else, but the staff sees something in, in Jamal Merriweather to say, hey, this kid deserves a scholarship. He was in Athens for the Tennessee game. So uh, the relationship with Stacey Searles um, in the story from our guy, uh, Ryan Wright, the relationship with Stacey Searles dates back to North Carolina. So Stacey Searles has kind of had him on his radar for a long time. So it's a guy that the coaches have developed and they really like him. And and whether it turns out to be it turns out to be a future All-American or a guy that, that never sees the field 
and transfers out. I, I don't know, but he's a guy that the staff really likes. And, and at this point, all you can do is, is look at it and trust their evaluation. Dog for life asked here on YouTube. He says, uh, you know, have the dogs looked at Theo Wees from the Sooners? I think everybody's going to look at guys like Theo Wees. They're going to look at guys like Dominic Lovett. But, Jed, let's be honest, in the days of the of NIL, uh, you know, it's not it's not supposed to be used for inducement and stuff like that. But I think there's a lot of uh, packages that are going to be thrown at those kind of guys that uh, may – May get out of uh, may get out a little out of control and almost uh, price price people out of any kind of uh, any kind of opportunity to to bring bring some of those guys in. I, I'm not sure it's realistic that a that a Theo Wees would would end up at Georgia uh, kind of because of that. Yeah, and and another thing too, you you talked about Georgia wants these guys. The ones guys that are going to be day one starters. If you're going in the transfer portal, chances are you want that on your end too. Um, yeah. So that that could factor into some guys' decisions where you, you know um, it, where some some other places might have clearer paths to playing time, maybe depending on what the positions might be. So it, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, it's already been a crazy let's see, 12, 20 hours since the portal's been open last night, and and it's, absolutely nuts, absolutely you know, nuts. Yeah. I mean, you you would you look at guys like Spencer Sanders or Spencer Saunders, or Sanders Saunders, however you pronounce it, Oklahoma State, a four year starter at, at Oklahoma State at quarterback, now in the portal. I don't believe that George is in the market for for a quarterback. And Randy Payne's been blowing us up over here. What's up, Randy? We appreciate you asking. You've been asking about that quarterback, man. Uh, Tifton in the house over here, represent asking about quarterback. Um, I don't believe they're in the in the market for a quarterback out of the transfer portal but goodness alive there's there's options out there if 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 they were you know i mean it's it's interesting that guys like uh, armstrong from virginia goes in goes in the portal there's even people out there that think uh, jeff sims was just terribly used by uh by jeff collins at georgia tech and you know there's talks of him ending up at like cincinnati or somewhere somewhere along the on the lines uh steven steven here asked about drake may i don't think drake may is hopping in the in the portal if he if he does that would be a shock with his literally his entire family you cut them open they bleed carolina blue so uh that would be that would be interesting uh people are talking about the texas quarterback hudson Carr. don't don't uh don't necessarily think that's gonna happen either but i think i think georgia's kind of contend at quarterback with carson beck and gunner stockton and Brock Vandegriff all coming back next year. And speaking of quarterback, Jed, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about before we get to these questions, how big Stetson Bennett getting named a Heisman Trophy finalist is for recruiting for the University of Georgia. Because the narrative has been for years about well, Georgia doesn't, you know, produce uh, produce at the quarterback position. Uh, you're never going to win any kind of individual awards. You know, all, the numbers aren't going to be there. Well, here you are. I have Stetson Bennett, who our, our our guy Dash in the group chat said that of the Heisman finalists, he has more passing yards than everybody but Caleb Williams. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a huge another bullet to or another arrow in the in the quiver. Uh, for Kirby Smart, when now when he goes into the home of, let's say down the line, Ryan Montgomery, uh, you know, in the 2025 class and and things like that, Juju Lewis in the 2026 class, you point out, hey, we had a Heisman Trophy finalist not you know a year or two ago. I mean, that kind of stuff is uh, is definitely going to help. 
And it, it's huge on so many levels because you've got the individual award aspect of it. You've got the passing game aspect of it. You can sell with Todd Munkin and company. And you've got the the development. Like uh, Trent is developing in about 20 minutes late here. Um, <laughs> you've got the development thing you can sell where you look at the – you look at these preferred walk-ons or you look at some of these three-star um, under-recruited guys. You look at them and say, hey, we took a walk-on quarterback and made him a Heisman Trophy finalist. And obviously Stetson Bennett has got a lot to do with that too. It's not like Todd Munkin, you know, put laid hands on him and, and turned him into a baby. But there's so many different different aspects in recruiting that this – that, that Jed going that, Pentecostal on us over here, Trini. Talking about laying the hands. <laughs> I was trying to trying to trying to find the words for it, but bottom line, yeah, there's just a lot of different, um, a lot of different angles that can that Georgia can can use this on in recruiting. It, it, it's huge. Not to mention that Stetson's going to go on ESPN on Saturday night and talk about what a great job the Georgia coaches have done, and Kirby Smart and Todd Munkin, Kirby Smart and Kirby Smart at least I'm sure will probably be there. With Stetson Bennett, so oh, yeah. it's it's huge. It's it's absolutely huge, like you said. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, I'm pretty sure Stetson's a Baptist, by the way, but uh, that's neither here or there. Uh, listen, <laughs> Trent, um, we were, we've been talking about Samuel and Pimba commitment. We've talked about uh, Jamal Merriweather. People, uh, a lot of people are kind of scratching their head, maybe at that when they're like, "Well, three star, kind of out of nowhere, that kind of stuff." But it's been uh, it's been some crazy. Uh, a crazy weekend and of course the portal um you know we, we've talked about it a little bit and we're about to hit these questions but since you just joined us here give your thoughts on one this whole crazy you know transfer portal just extravaganza that's happened today and then of course the two commitments that georgia picked up over the last couple of days yeah i think the transfer portal i mean there, there's good parts about it and there's bad parts about it and i think uh a big thing is is uh I think one of the bad things is it's hurting high school recruiting um, just from the aspect that you've got a lot of kids that are, that are going to be left behind um, that, you know, might be these, uh, even if it's an FCS player, a division two player that might get left behind because of the portal, because you're, you're taking less high school kids every year and you're, you're, you know, to have to make the numbers for the portal. And at the same time, these players that are making these decisions to, to hit the portal is, uh, uh, you know, I saw a stat where only 41% of the, the guys hitting the portal actually get picked up by a team. So you have yeah. 59%, 60% of these players that make the decision to leave the team that they're on and they're not even being picked up by anybody and basically their careers are, might be over. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's some good parts of it. There's some bad parts of it. And, uh, and you know, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I, I think there's got there's to be some kind of, uh, fix or, or you know you, I, I think the NCAA has to step in and do do a little um, uh, tinkering with it but um, as far as two commitments you know Samuel Mbemba is a big pickup he's a five star um, I, I'm you know he, he's not like a player that's going to come in and just be ready to play day one he, he's a off the bus uh, first type of player he, he's he's built um, yep. kind of reminds me of the way a little bit of Lorenzo Carter came in uh, he looked the part, but has some developing to do as far as his game goes. But uh, I mean, I think he's going to be uh, has a chance to be an All American one day because just just from his skill set skill set alone, uh, that you know, he has no ceiling. Um, 
And yeah. then the other pickup, uh, the pickup today on the offensive lineman, you know, I didn't know much about him uh, until, you know, we, we talked about that he visited or, uh, you know, George staff was down there visiting yesterday. And, uh, I mean, he definitely has the size. He definitely has the ability. Uh, it, the, the key um, will be just, uh, just development. And I think, it, I think he's a development guy coming in. Absolutely. And, you know, when we're, when we're talking about guys like Samuel and Pimba, it's important to remember too, that, you know, he's not been uh, exclusively a defensive guy for a long time. He played a lot of tight end before he's still kind of, he's still kind of refining his craft. He's very raw on the defensive side. So once he gets some, uh, you know, once he's able to get things going um, in terms of, learning technique and pass rush uh, stuff from Uzo Deribe and, and some of the coaches over there. That's going to be, that's going to be an interesting deal there. Um, all right. So it's time to, uh, it's time to get to these questions here. Remember uh, UGA sports rumors versus facts brought to you by Turner Wooden Smith insurance and in cooperation with auto owners insurance over a hundred years experience for both of those companies that treat you right when it comes to customer service, great policies from auto owners, life, home, car, business. So you can check out their websites and all of their stuff in the, uh, in the description uh, below for the show on YouTube and on Facebook here. So first question, B Hodge 0702, Jed. Yeah. What are some yeah, names to pay attention to that do not get mentioned a lot on the site? Those under the radar ones like Marvin Jones Jr. And Dalen Everett last year. Okay, so um, you know when it when it comes to it, like they're asking guys that, that you don't hear a lot, probably that Georgia gets gets a chance to end up with. Of course, Jamal um, Merriweather would would be one of them that that happened today because it was just literally at the last forty eight hours uh, type deal. It, it seemed like, but I think most of the guys Georgia has kind of identified. You know, you don't hear a lot about it in terms of things materializing concrete, but like Deuce Robinson, you know, uh, trend is one that you don't talk about a whole lot just because, you know, it seems a little far-fetched with uh, with Georgia already having two tight ends at different times. Walker Lyons even is one that, that he's not talked about a lot, but Todd Hartley was out in his living room uh, last night out in California. So you're not making a cross-country flight if you're not interested in him. Now, he has an extenuating circumstance with – He's a he's Mormon and he's going to take a mission uh, for a year or two, so he he'll be a 2024 or 2025 guy. Uh, people in the chat are saying Nichols Harbor, but there's some guys like that that uh, that are quality talents, but you just don't hear about them because their recruitments are so vague or or almost far fetched at times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I think that uh, Nichols Harbor is. Um, a long shot uh, to to come to Georgia. You know his name and his name don't get brought up a lot um, because I mean he he really hadn't been really vocal in his recruitment throughout this whole process. But I mean that, as far as under the radar guys, I mean I think the one today kind of caught some people off guard. And uh, and I know uh, Wayne was on that yesterday with with him with the coaching staff down there visiting. Um, it, you know, I look, I look up and down the targets, and there's just not many. Uh, it, it, Kirby's gonna, he might have a surprise or two up his bag, but um, majority of the time, you know, it, it, if something happens, you've heard, you've heard the name on our site, and I heard the name at ugasports.com. So, um, 
We'll, we'll wait and see, see what, see who the coaches visit throughout the week, and see if any names pop up throughout the week. But uh, right now, um, it, you've heard them if they're a part of it. That's a good plug for the yeah, site there. Of, I was going to say one guy might be. Guy I might think be, there might be a, a question on here later. Oh, we got some feedback there. Um, Jones, who's committed to North Carolina State as a running back. George looking as a, as a, looking at him as a defensive back. Uh, he visited Athens, I believe, for the Georgia Tech game. He's supposed to be taking an official to Georgia as well. So that could be a name to watch. He's still committed to NC State, but um, could be another guy that's not necessarily under the radar. Just hasn't been on the on the radar quite as long. So um, that's another name to keep an eye on too. Yeah, uh, I, I do. I do feel like we got a little bit of feedback here or something like that going on. I don't know what what the deal is, but uh, you know, when it comes to this transfer portal stuff, that is a little bit that could be unpredictable at times. Mav James twenty one here says, "Does UGA look at any of the following in the portal? Uh, Justin Flo, DJ Uangalele, Denver Harris, Sam McCall, Dante Thornton." All of these guys are guys that I believe uh, Georgia has had you know, some contact with in the past, all that kind of stuff. Of course, DJ Uangalele, they're re- recruiting his younger brother, Mateo Uangalele, so there's something there. Um, but, you know, Trent, what are your thoughts on uh, on some of these guys right there that, that were mentioned in the in the portal? I, I'm, I'm not sure that Georgia goes heavy on any of those five mentioned. Yeah, I think yeah. Justin is, is not a position of need. He's like, uh, you know, he's an inside linebacker. Um, Georgia's kind of looking for the edge. Uh, DJ, uh, I just don't think that Georgia would be an option there, just the simple fact that Georgia's got better quarterbacks than him behind uh, Stetson, uh, in my opinion. And I think uh, Georgia's comfortable with that quarterback room right now. And uh, the other guys, I just don't see Georgia uh, going after right this minute. Uh, there is guys that Georgia is pursuing, but I, I don't see any of these five being uh, being ones. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think there's going to be other guys. I think there'll be some guys probably pop up over the next couple of days that you got to keep keep an eye on for sure. Um, Darth Janus has a question here for us here, Jed. Yeah, is there any update on DeAndre Moore with Scott Satterfield leaving Louisville and any portal receivers to keep an eye on? Okay, so I definitely think with Scott Satterfield uh, leaving Louisville, I think that is a – a big factor in DeAndre Moore specifically um, because I think he was, they had kind of turned the corner Louisville would and trying to keep him, keep him there at Louisville. But now with Scott Satterfield gone, I think this is a Georgia uh, Texas battle for DeAndre Moore, Trent. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Louisville sound like they were, 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 I hear that feedback too, but um, um Louisville sound like they were going to be able to keep them, and uh, and now with Satterfield leaving, uh, I think you'll see Georgia jump back in the mix and Texas jump back in the mix as well. So yeah, Georgia, Texas, absolutely. Um, and y'all can y'all you two talk about Ruben Owens real quick. I'm going to jump out and jump back in and see if that helps with the uh, that that helps with the feedback real quick. But uh, Trent and Jed, y'all go ahead and talk about uh, Ruben Owens and his commitment real. Quick. Man, I've I've long waited the day to uh get my chance to host this show um Ruin Owens yeah Trent he was a guy who his recruitment like it was Texas then it was Texas A&M then it was I think he was committed to Texas for a while um and then he takes that official visit to Louisville with the planes and the cars and all that kind of stuff and commits to Louisville about a week later I saw he posted on Instagram today you know a facepalm emoji 
um, and, and young kids speak, that's probably doesn't make you feel great if you're a Louisville fan. Um, I think Georgia is probably more focused on the, the Justice Haynes flip front, but, um, you know, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if, um, if they reach out to Ruben Owens at all. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, that there's there's big NIL situation in, in some of these Louisville guys that um, that that'll play a factor um, in, in those recruitments. So I'm not I'm not sure Georgia's willing to go there on some of these guys. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I don't think Georgia's going to jump in on the Ruben Owens, but I, I do think DeAndre Moore is an option um, on that Louisville commit list. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that. Uh... I don't think necessarily Ruben Owens. I would think DeAndre Moore is probably uh, the the more likely out of those two. All right. So what is our next question here, Jed? We got one from Stephen About, Thirty. We, we missed the NIL receivers. I think. Do we? Do we hit on oh. that? Oh, he said any any portal receiver names to watch. We'd already touched. Uh, we'd already touched earlier a little bit on uh, Nate McCollum. Uh, uh, from Georgia Tech, uh, Dre McCreary from Austin P, Ra Ra Thomas from Mississippi State. They would love a chance at guys like Dominic Lovett and Theo Wees, but I think that's going to be NIL uh, prohibitive <laughs> uh, from them get, getting those guys in. So I think those are the main names to watch, and we kind of already touched on the, some of those a little bit earlier. All right, so we had one from Stephen 30 here. It says, uh, where do we, Georgia, stand with Damon Wilson? Kind of already talked about that Ohio State-Georgia battle there. And then Jordan Hall. Jed, Jordan Hall visited uh, Florida here recently. I had some people on the board uh, saying that they, they heard some things and some good things out of that visit. But it seems like Georgia's had a lot of momentum there for a while. I would assume that Kirby and company are going to be uh, getting down there for a, uh, a home visit before before too long. Yeah, it's really kind of in Georgia and Florida at – that have separated themselves from the other uh, people. I believe he's got a top five or top six out, but it's really been those two. Uh, yeah, Kirby and them are going to have an in-home. He's supposed to be taking an official visit to Georgia, I believe, this weekend. And then um, he's committing on either early signing day or the day after. I haven't seen an official pay from him yet. So, yeah, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back now. Um, Georgia likes where they stand here. Obviously, the official visit after Florida is probably going to help. Um so we'll see. You know, they, they've kind of been looking around for some other offensive or defensive linemen to add. They offered Vincent Carroll Jackson from um, up in uh, Harrisburg the other day, which was, was kind of a kind of like Mall Merriweather and out of left field kind of offer. So, um, but we'll see. I think they like where they sit with Damon Wilson. I guess that pendulum has swung a little back uh, toward Georgia's favor a little bit over the past um, past week or so. And then he says, uh, what, what's the percentage chance they end up signing? I think at one point we had Jordan Hall way up there, like 75 80%. I, I still think they, they're in really good shape with Jordan Hall. And Damon Wilson's always been more of a 50-50 type deal between Ohio State and, uh, and Georgia. But, Trent, I think you in particular uh, have been feeling pretty bullish on uh, Damon Wilson lately. Yeah, I, I think I think that's swinging back towards Georgia's way. And uh, that's – after that visit to Ohio State recently, he visited Georgia before that. And uh, I, I like where Georgia stands, uh, you know, moving forward in this recruitment. I would I would swing more towards um, – I, I would go up about 20% on that. So, uh, I, I think Georgia sits in a better position than um, people think. I still like Georgia's chances with Jalen Hall, too. If they can end this class with Damon Wilson, with the linebackers that they have – uh, already on the commit list. I mean that that might be the best linebacker class Georgia's ever had. Um, even going back to the 
I think it was a 2017 class or somewhere around there where they, they picked up Adam Anderson and Nolan Smith and all those guys in the same class. Um, th this class uh, would, if it, if it lands Damon Wilson send him a Pemba and, and Bowles and all these guys, it would be a, just an unreal class. Yeah, there. Uh, Jeff Hightop here says Smith and Russo are staying in Alabama, but I'll take Wilson. I, I tend to agree with that. I, I mean, listen, Glenn Schumann did a did a uh, in home or you know went and ate dinner and all that kind of stuff with uh, Russo and and Smith last night, but I still think that uh, Auburn and Alabama are going to be tough to beat uh, for those two. Even Florida pushing for those, but yeah, I, your assessment on the the two that Georgia's really uh, going after for sure, I think is is uh, right right on the money there. Uh, Jed, uh, I'll read this one because we got some wrestling in here for Randy Stowe. It says uh, DDP would hit the diamond cutter out of nowhere. Uh, it says uh, God's honest truth. You never knew the diamond cutter was coming. Now people just use it as a spot all the time and just ruin it in wrestling. You know that, but that's neither here nor there. So the 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 first guy of the portal that the staff go, uh, goes bang and brings one in. Uh, Jed, Trent, call your shot right now. Who 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 are you thinking the first? guy that georgia claims out of the portal is i'll go with Rara thomas yeah me too yeah that's the one i kind of mentioned this earlier that's the one where we really heard the most um from both sides i guess um so uh yeah i'll, I'll throw out Rara thomas as well yeah i'll, I'll say this i i uh reached out to Rara thomas uh just for a comment when he did enter the transfer portal and you know Asked him about interest in Georgia, and he respond. He responded with two words: "Most definitely." So uh, that's that's that was uh, a little inside scoop that nobody's had uh, right there. He just responded, "Most definitely." Same thing with uh, same thing with uh, a couple running backs that uh, you know haven't gotten an offer yet, at least from Georgia in the portal. But there's a couple running backs out there that if uh, Georgia comes calling. They're all in on it, and I think there wouldn't be, uh, you know, running backs that people would be displeased with. But I won't put it, air their uh, laundry yet, so to speak. Um, I saw one. I saw one in particular today. That Vanderbilt got received that Kentucky offer today. Yeah, well, Ray Davis is definitely somebody that uh, you gotta you gotta look at um, for sure. Uh, if if that is, you know, probably contingent on if Georgia does not flip Justice Haynes, which, by the way, we didn't. We didn't get a chance to talk about this, but Justice Haynes, that was one of the more awkward and hilarious situations that I've seen, Jed, when it comes to – you. I believe you were at the game, Jed, and here, here's Del McGee talking to him, and then here comes Robert Gillespie that stands in, and he's the Alabama running back coach, and he's standing in between them. Justice like on one side, Del here, Robert Gillespie in the middle, and Robert and Del are kind of talking to each other, and – Justice is over there looking at him like, you know, mom and dad having a conversation about something. He's like a kid standing over to the side. I mean, obviously a humongous kid, but uh, it was uh, it was pretty pretty hilarious situation. Yeah, the, the funny yeah. thing is, so um, you know, I, I didn't know what Robert Gillespie looked like, so I sent y'all that picture, and I was like, ah, that's not. I thought it might have been Veron Haynes in the middle at first, and I sent it to y'all, and I was like, who is that in the middle? And I think it was Paul. Uh, noted UGA Sports forever intern Paul Meharry was like, I think that's Robert Gillespie in the middle there. And I was like, oh. And then, you know, if you really looked at it, you could see he had an Alabama logo on his shirt. But, yeah, that was a a a just – we talk all like Damon Wilson head-to-head -head battle with George and Ohio State. It's literally face-to-face -face El McGee, Robert Gillespie in the stands with justice right there. I mean, it was a it was a – 
amazing visual of, of the head to head battle that's going on here. And it's going to continue for the next three weeks. Yeah. Now Trent, you've been around a while more than, more than us with uh, Jed and I with uh, this, these recruiting battles and you've seen some pretty epic flips over the years. Has this been one of the more, uh, I guess, I don't know, dramatic ones with how it's uh, how it's going down. It seems like here, if it, if it is to happen. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, don't think I would call it dramatic. I mean, there's a lot more dramatic ones that, that have in the past. I'd be shocked. Simple fact of is what he said continuously about Alabama. He's, he's continued to, you know, say he's firm. Can't wait to play for Saban. Can't wait to do this. And all the Alabama interviews who he's talked to. We lost Trent there. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. You good, Jen, on your end? It was dramatic for his internet to take it. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. He was a little cliffhanger there. You can pick up where he left off, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, people ask. I, I definitely believe there's more to it than, um, you know, than I did when Justice committed. Because when Justice committed, I said, look, I don't think with all the, the publicity and the, uh, I don't know, shock factor or whatever of that uh, commitment that he would necessarily flip. But I think there's a lot more. I mean, George has never given up. Um, speaking of Paul Mary, to bring him back into this again, he saw Dale at a Buford game a month or two ago, and Dell was like, I'm right where I need to be watching Justice. So, um, George is not going to stop. I mean, if Justice signs with Alabama, then, then you know, he doesn't flip and George is on, but it's not going to be from a lack of effort from, from Dell McGee and company for sure. All right, Trent, you back with us. What were you trying to say there? Finish your thought, buddy. No, I was just saying that it, it wouldn't be one of the more dramatic ones just, uh, just for the simple fact that um, he – he hasn't been the he hasn't been the dramatic one. I think it's been more fans and and uh, and, and just analysts, just you know, I guess assuming stuff. But he he's told Alabama site directly that he's firmly committed, blah blah, blah and, and all this stuff. But you know, behind the scenes, we've continued to hear that Georgia's in the mix. Georgia's still working on uh, the situation, and Georgia, you know, still. Uh, believes they have a chance or, or you know, kind of comfortable where they stand. So uh, I don't think it'll be dramatic. I, I do think it would be a surprise yeah. to a lot of people just to simplify the way he's been talking. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. If it does, it'll go right down to the wire. In my opinion, uh, F McCrary jr. Says how many early enrollees uh, do we Georgia have in the 2023 class? What's the earliest they can practice with a team? They can practice with the team leading up into bowl practice. I mean, right after they, they sign, they can enroll and, and get there and get going and, and start practicing uh, with the team. I, I don't know if we got a full number, but, I mean, guys, it's usually the majority of the class now that, that kind of gets up there and early enrolls. I know today we were putting it every – it, it, it was easily up into the double digits when we were calculating it today. Yeah, I mean, A.J. Harris, Jamal Jarrett, Pierce Sperlin, um, Roderick Robinson, you said, Blaine yeah, Zeta, Roger Hanks, Robinson. Zeta, um, um, Joshua we were, Miller is earlier. Yeah, we were wondering about private school, and that can make things a little complicated sometimes. But yeah, like I mean, last year's class was a vast majority, vast two thirds of these, probably. So, um, um, I think that's just that's just 
how how things go how, with how guys things nowadays. Go. I think yeah, more and more young Michael Williams, I believe, was in was in Tampa was in last year leading up to last year leading up to what he's been able what he's been able. It's huge for those guys to get a jump and with a jump and they hear they hear I look for a lot of those other those other highly talented guys. Absolutely. Uh, Night Dog says, compare, contrast Jamal Jarrett and Sidier Mitchell, please. Another guy, listen, Sidier Mitchell, Georgia sent three coaches <laughs> to his house yesterday to, to go for it for an in home visit. Uh, you, you know, and when a guy who's committed to Texas and uh, originally looked like he was going to be committing to Georgia, uh, you know, it's it, they're taking it, they're taking it very serious there. So, first part of the deal. Let's compare and contrast Jamal Jarrett. I think there's a whole lot more comparison comparing the two than there is contrasting the two, Trent. Yeah, both both big bodies, both can can play the the nose guard, nose tackle position. Um I mean that I think if you if you have those two and anchor in the middle, you gotta feel comfortable about where you stand at, at that position for the next couple of years. Um and you know you might could you might could slide the deer out to the three tech, let him play a little bit out there. But I, I think both of those would be, um, you know, playing in the middle uh, that uh, that nose tech, that nose guard position. Absolutely. Uh, then the, the second half of this, Chris Pill says, uh, Chris Pill or possible commit, and it would be another flip of Kyron Jones, a guy who's, uh, you know, he's got a fastest, you know. Recorded time of 10-6 in the 100 probably is a little bit faster. They're asking, could they possibly play running back, either one of those, because they play running back in high school. Jed, I think both uh, Chris Peel and Kyron Jones are definitely being looked at, at mainly uh, defensive back. I just I just don't see them getting flipped over at, at this point. Yeah, and, and Ky- I mean, the, the people we've talked to have specifically said, yeah, Kyron Jones is listed as a running back. He's committed to North Carolina State as a running back. George looking at him as a defensive back, and obviously Chris Peel has been a defensive back all along and is committed there as well. So I doubt it. I think you'd be more likely to see a, a, a transfer addition or, or something like that. So, yeah, I see both those guys ending up on the defense. And uh, listen, with Kyron Jones, we put out on the vault. Another reason you're a member of the vault, we put out those coaching visits, those in-home visits. Fran Brown, Trey Scott, were headed to go visit uh, Kyron Jones in-home today. Uh, he's going to be on an official visit uh, to Georgia this upcoming weekend. Um, so a lot of movement there with uh, Kyron Jones uh, right now, who is committed to NC State as a running back, but as Jed said, is is being looked at as a defensive back. And they, look, they view him as a guy who could play um, any of the five – spots on the defensive backfield as well um just a real fast guy and then uh mikey p 1983 says how crazy is this week going to be will most days be as nuts as today have been trent i don't think it's going to be as nuts as today because i think there was almost 700 guys literally 700 players i think in fbs that that entered the the transfer portal or close to that number Obviously, I don't think there'll be that many just because it was like opening day. Today was like Black Friday of the the transfer portal. You know, everybody's hitting the hitting the shops and going out and looking and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I think it will get interesting on once these guys start making some commitments, though. To to me, the craziest part of the transfer portal uh, as of today was all the starting quarterbacks that went in the portal um, from out sixty. Do what? I think it was a t- not starting, but a total of like. 65 to 70 quarterbacks of some some number like that have entered the transfer portal. 
But then you had starters like all in the ACC yeah. hitting the portal, and you had Oklahoma State and all these all these quarterbacks st- starters hitting the portal, and you just have to wonder. Notre Dame. Is there something? I mean, you know, you got to think Alabama is going to go out and land one because of their room after um, Bryce Young. But it's just interesting where all these guys are going to flip flop and, and land next year and, and be a starter next year. Yeah, I do think Ty Simpson is going to be a stud for. Uh, for Alabama uh, going forward. I think the Ty Simpson and Clay Cade Klubnick era at uh, Alabama and Clemson are going to be pretty good to those guys. Uh, do, do you think sure. he starts in the bowl game if Ross Young opts out? Oh, yeah. I think I think Ty Simpson will be the guy. I don't I don't think they'll go J- Jalen Milrow. In fact, I could see Jalen Milrow ended up in, in the portal. Like, or, you know, because I just – I don't think – I think they, they got a taste of that this year, the Texas A&M game. Uh, part of that Arkansas game, and yeah, he made some plays with his feet, but I don't think uh, Nick Saban uh, is wanting to wanting to go that route uh, in terms of his offense. I think Ty Ty Simpson ends up being the, the quarterback over there. Um, but guys, we have we have taught a lot of stuff, and we're going to have more coming this week. Uh, listen, keep your eye on uh, there. There's a big announcement coming uh, Thursday. Uh, uh, Jaden. Uh, uh, Perlotti from Buford. He's got a. He's he's being recruited by everybody, Jed, and uh, he's he's announcing his commitment. He announced today at twelve o'clock on Thursday. Yeah, and as a guy that, that you know, you know, like Montgomery Van Gorder is recruiting all these Buford guys, all these Buford guys, guys Perlotti as well, George well, Bay and Ben Bay and with Van Gorder and Uzo Dreeder and Uzo Dreeder. Um, yeah, George um, yeah, George is in. Said it's going to be a Thursday. It'd be a Thursday round. And then later on Thursday, state championship. Yeah. State championship, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, Julian Lewis, Juju Lewis, a freshman, has led his Carrollton team all the way to the state championship game. He'll be taking on that, that star-studded Mill Creek team over there. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting week. Make sure you're a member of the UGA Sports Vault, especially with signing day coming up, uh, all this transfer portal stuff going on. We'll do our very, very best to keep you uh, updated on all of it and uh, so you can hear stuff before everybody. Trent, you got anything before we sign off for everybody? No, I'm just, uh, no, I'm you just know, uh, looking forward to uh, well, to, see, to see where all these transfer portal goes, to see where Georgia goes in the transfer portal, and and just with the uh, early signing day coming up and official visits coming up, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun couple Absolutely. Well, uh, for Trent Smallwood. And Jed May, I'm Blaine Gilmer. This is UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts presented by Turner Wood and Smith Insurance in cooperation with Auto Owners Insurance. Guys, like, subscribe, turn on notifications. You want to hear Coach Donnan's breakdown of the SEC championship game and all the lead up to the game versus Ohio State and all that entails. Uh, guys, there, there's a lot going on. Um, also here, we're going to try over the next couple of weeks to uh, bring some uh, prospects and, and some commits on with us and, and talk uh, about Georgia football recruiting. So keep an eye out for that as well. Um, but for Jed May and Trent Smallwood, I'm Blaine Gilmer. We'll catch you next time on UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts.